0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. Men in college are starting to get the message about rape culture. And they're so scared about being called rapists and getting thrown out of school through false allegations, that they are now no longer going out with college girls and buying them alcoholic beverages. So if a man buys a woman a drink, he's a potential rapist. And if he doesn't buy her a drink, well, then he's just cheap. This is a game of catch-22, And men with rational minds see this as a no-win scenario, so they're avoiding places that serve alcohol. I'm hoping that college-aged men stop taking women on dates altogether to restaurants for the fear that women will order alcohol with their meal. I hope so-called rape culture takes women's free drinks and meals away from them. I hope that they suffer by getting less male attention as well. The culture is essentially training men to associate being generous to a woman with being a potential rapist by simply buying her a drink. So is it any wonder that men are starting to go their own way in large numbers that we've never seen before? There is only so much suspicion a man can take before he gives up, walks away from the table, and goes his own way. Here's a partial reading from an article from the Washington Examiner talking about this issue. Thanks to an increased focus on sexual assaults on college campuses, mostly due to overblown statistics claiming that 20% of college women have been sexually assaulted, young college men are starting to rethink how they talk to women. At first glance, this might seem like a good thing. Men learning to be more respectful of women and not be so rapey. But that's not what this is. This is about men actually avoiding contact with women because they're afraid of a simple kiss, or date that could lead them into a sexual assault accusation. Bloomberg reports that John Lowerman and Jennifer Serrain interviewed multiple men from colleges such as Harvard and Stanford who expressed concern over what was once known as hookup culture, but is now labeled by feminists as rape culture. The change in terminology ensures that all responsibility is placed on men, just because of their gender. Take Malik Gill of Harvard University who said he wouldn't even give a female classmate a beer. I don't want to look like a predator, Gill told Bloomberg. It's a little bit of a blurred line. Gone are the days of buying a woman a drink even if it's just to be nice. Gill told Lauerman and Serrain that after he passed on the contact information of a woman who said she was interested in his fraternity brother, his brother was hesitant to call her. Even though she was interested, he didn't want to pursue her or pressure her, Gill said he was worried about making her feel uncomfortable. William Pollock, a Harvard Medical School psychologist, told the Bloomberg reporters about a patient who was kissing a girl during a party and began thinking about what would happen if things went further. I want to go to law school or medical school after this, the student said. And according to Pollock, he said, it's nice seeing you. Pollock also noted that the media attention on campus sexual assaults has led to witch hunt mentality on many campuses. And most males would never do anything to harm young women, Pollock told the Bloomberg reporters. But the current focus is starting to scare the heck out of the wrong people. Malik Gill from Harvard is being criticized by feminists over at Jezebel for his comments. Kara Brown claims that he's too young to drink anyways, so he shouldn't be buying women drinks. But the negative rape statistics on college campuses are also affecting male self-esteem. They are preventing so-called rape culture by making men feel like bad guys, so they basically start going their own way instead. I don't want women against feminism. In fact, I want more feminism. If feminism is creating MGTOWs by scaring men away from women, then of course women are getting scared of feminism. Their fight for greater rights over men is now about diminishing returns. The more they fight rape culture, the more free drinks and dinners they lose. One of the women over at the Women Against Feminism's Facebook page should hold out a little piece of paper saying, I'm against feminism because I enjoy when men buy me free drinks and pay for my meal at a restaurant. Sorry to say this, ladies, but you're getting equal treatment, and now you don't like it. If you keep pushing, eventually college campuses will have 70 or 80% women on them. Then just think to yourselves, it will be harder than ever to become hypergamous when you finish school. And harder to find a man that makes more money than you, and then goes out and pays off your college debt. God forbid you have to pay your debts back yourself. Maybe you can start shaming high school boys into handing over their lunch money instead. What do you think? My prediction is that when university campuses become 70-80% to female, women are going to start leaving school without finishing their degrees. Colleges will see plummeting enrollment because women will realize that if they want to trick men into marriage they will also need to go into the trades who knows we might even start seeing women dominate the trades including tool and die plumbing and electrical work anyways the comment section of the article i mentioned earlier has some really awesome remarks let me read some of them to you this first one is from a female called k pow and this is what she has to say henry kissinger once said no one will ever win the battle of the sexes there's too much fraternizing with the enemy As women, we have eschewed chivalry, and it no longer exists. As we continue to promote male tyranny as steps to female power, enforcement will also go up. Women are heading down a path where we will not be revered nor protected. Men will not be shamed nor morally intimidated. Is this a feminist utopia or the beginning of a substantive male dominance in an unprecedented fashion? Only time will tell, but the ride will be bumpy. And that's what K-Pow has to say. Interesting how women are starting to realize if they shame men long enough, it will stop working at some point, And men will go their own way and become independent, and on an unprecedented scale. I believe that men will increasingly keep their wealth to themselves. And women will look at men and say, why aren't they sharing the money they've earned with us women? But of course, women don't have to share the money they earn with men, right? Well, these words are from another poster called Unapologetic Truth, and this is what he has to say. My advice to any guys that go to college is wear sunglasses, don't look at women, do not catcall, do not date, only talk to women with a witness of both genders and teacher present. Do not walk too closely or too far away, do not smile, do not make sudden movements when around women. Find out if it's okay to record all contact with women, and never allow yourself to be with a woman alone. If you must be alone, make sure you have a witness and look out for your friends to make sure they do not approach any women either. Hopefully the above will help safeguard your education, career, and future because you could end up suspended, in jail, or ruined from an allegation, even if it's innocent. Well, that's what unapologetic truth has to say. And it makes me think that the more a bad society demonizes good men, the more enemies it makes from its own citizens. The idea behind wearing sunglasses is so that men on college campuses aren't now accused of raping with their eyes. So dark sunglasses would be a sort of reverse burqa for men. A way for men to protect the one asset that can get them into trouble by objectifying women with their eyes. I really hope that some feminist somewhere comes up with a college chastity belt to stop rape culture and get the male feminists to start wearing them. You can't rape someone if your junk is locked up behind a device. Maybe then men will lose all interest in dating and sex completely and do something else. But the sad thing is women want men to want them, but at the same time they want men to not want them. Women don't know how to function if there isn't any weird sexual tension between themselves and men. It's a strange world where women want to protect themselves, yet express themselves simultaneously. But seriously, the idea of looking at a woman, or the slightest allegation of sexual misconduct, can destroy a man's most important asset in the eyes of a woman, his utility value as a working man. The equivalent would be a man pouring acid over a woman and destroying her beautiful body. Of course, men are going to protect the one asset that's going to provide them a good future, their work and school reputation. His education status will determine his future, and women now want to have the ability to destroy any young man that they choose. Women want supreme control over college men and their educations. Is it any wonder that college-age men are now going their own way, and going into tool and die and other trades? Another person commenting on the article I mentioned earlier had this to say. Over the past century, women in the Western world have become a liability far too expensive to sustain. All the laws, agencies, privileges, and entitlements women have voted into existence, along with the countless charities, which is nothing but an invisible tax, quotas, and frivolous lawsuits for anything and nothing at all, have all culminated into a fiscal albatross of destruction. It would be far cheaper to simply pay women $60,000 a year to do nothing starting on their 18th birthdays. This was a comment by the user, nwo, slave, and it makes a valid point there are probably diminishing returns to having a mixed male-female workforce. And I can tell you this from personal experience. My male clients rarely contact me. They usually talk to me at the beginning of a job and at the end. My female clients however are wasting my time constantly by asking me tons of different questions. Things they can look up for themselves. What they're really looking for is my attention and my reassurance. And that reassurance comes with a price my productivity, and free time because I don't bill them for the questions they ask me. But I should probably start billing them each and every single time that they ask me a question and I respond with an email or call. One of my former female clients used to complain that her lawyer would bill her each and every single time he got an email from her and it ultimately pissed her off. I'm sorry to say this, but in the future we might just have to start implementing such policies everywhere. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day and cheers.